0: Both versions of the show air in other states. For these show times, plus past episodes, please visit the show's website at buildingthefutureshow.com. The music for the show is done by Electric Mantra. You can check him out at electricmantra.com.
1: Welcome back to the show. Today we have Ronald Dorsey. He's a singer-songwriter. Ronald, welcome to the show.
2: Oh, well, thank you very much to be a, a part, of your, part of your program.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to have you on the show. I, I think you kind of have a interesting take and kind of background on kind of everything you've been doing. And I've kind of wanted to have somebody in your kind of space where they're 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 a singer-songwriter, they have a label, um, you know, and just kind of hustling because I think a lot of that stuff, for me at least, um, you know, I, I grew up kind of playing drums and guitar and I, I still play sometimes, but for me just I think the the similarities between kind of the music industry and the startup industry are are pretty pretty similar, and, and I think a lot of people would potentially feel that way, and I think just getting a different take on, um, on the space from from somebody like yourself is going to be really kind of interesting. But maybe before we kind of get into all that fun stuff, let's get to know you a little bit better and start off with where you grew up.
2: Okay, uh, uh, I grew up in uh, Essex County, New Jersey. Uh, okay. you know, at a time when uh, you know, the the economy was pretty vibrant, and I had some some wonderful parents and wonderful grandparents that that provided me with with, with a great upbringing and great education. Okay. Uh, and a, and a really nice environment, and I kind of you know, you know, got sho- shuffled off the church when I was seven, eight years old, and when I was nine, sure. You know, started singing in church as a nine-year-old, and they kind of put me in front of the whole choir and. And uh, ever since then, I've been doing music after, you know, singing with the choir, working with the uh, choir director and other people in the church, started to learn a little, uh, you know, a little piano. Sure. And then eventually went on, you know, eventually, uh, you know, parents got me some lessons and a teacher and 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 that's where things went, you know, starting out anyway uh, on, the, on the musical.
1: Sure. I, I think a lot of people get started kind of at an early age in church or, or something like that. Like... I think the funny thing that's interesting to me about the whole thing is when you're a child, you're not as scared to get up in front of people and, and perform, whether it's, um, you know, singing (laughs) or dancing or, or just anything really. Like, so walk me through a little bit of, of your, your childhood related to that. Like, were you putting on kind of concerts all the time or was it just kind of like a weekly, um, you know, time to sing in church or, or kind of. Walk me through kind of your uh, sin well, career it,
2: early on. Well, so so the kind of church that I grew up in, I guess, would be called uh, uh, holiness or, or Pentecostal, or, okay. or even maybe some people would, would uh, classify it as Baptist. So okay. in that particular church, uh, music is a very big part of the whole, you know, uh, uh, I guess you would say the whole presentation, sure, you know, or the whole service. So, you know, maybe if it's a two-hour service or a a two-and-a-half-hour service, music may take up to an hour. Wow. So, you know, with the music being a part of that, obviously every Sunday you start off, uh, you know, with with, with some songs and what they call praise, you know, prior to the the main sermon. So that was a big part of what I did. But along with that, uh, a lot of the choirs in the area would also travel to different churches. Around, around the country so you know like i said at the time i was nine years old and i was in front of the choir i was the lead singer nice so i they took me everywhere they took me up and down the east coast uh, as far as uh, i think we went as far as uh, uh tallahassee florida
0: cool and
2: uh and and and, and uh, you know performing performing uh, uh gospel songs sure uh, you know some standards and, all, and also some and some originals so, you know, so I guess kind of, it kind of parallels. Uh, I have read uh, Rita Franklin's autobiography, and she, for her it was kind of the same thing. As a child, you know, she was in a church, and, and, and even beyond the normal Sunday services, they traveled around the country, you know, performing the gospel songs. So sure. so that's pretty much, you know where, where, uh, you know, where it took me, you know, from starting in the, in the church and, and moving the music and sharing the music around, different churches around the country
1: sure no i I think that's really cool man so you you keep singing you end up joining the Air Force correct after high school
2: right yeah yeah I graduated high school and after that you know I kind of at that time I could have went to college but I didn't have the discipline,
0: okay college
2: so you know I had a friend that, that joined the Air Force and he told me about it and I said okay well, you know I'll go down and you know go through the process of taking a test and all of that and And at the time I had in high school, I had took electronics in high school and I had, you know, I was a straight A student in electronics. So, you know, I, if some people probably know in the military, you know, they give you an aptitude test. So for me, I scored a very high score in electronics. And from there, when I joined the air force, they trained me for electronics. And at at that time was, it was for computer electronics. Okay. So, uh, so along with that, I, once again, I got to travel around the country for the first time, really, in my life, travel around the country uh, as a member of the Air Force, and also learning learning about computers and, and working on computers. And uh, so, fast forward, uh, after six years, stint, uh, came back to back to New York, and you know, got got employed by uh, Corporate America, using my my computer skills and uh, and working for corporations. I was able to augment my knowledge and it was at a time when the whole kind of uh, internet thing was was really starting to take off mm-hmm. so I was able to do able to do very well uh, as a uh, Cisco network en- uh, en- engineer working for uh, corporate America and I did that uh, for about 12 years and you know it was very intense. Uh, a lot of tough hours especially in in kind of a wall street new york banking environment so i kind of got burnt out and went back to music (laughs) no i and i went back just you know doing music full time
1: sure no it's interesting because i think like i've known a ton of people like i've been in tech too for a long time and it's funny how many people are either like were musicians still musicians you know um in, in kind of the space so it's always kind of fascinating to meet somebody like yourself that's kind of you know blended the two together but i'm, I'm curious so you you leave kind of your c- computer job and you're now you're running kind of a record label what made you decide right. to kind of take your music and, and start your own kind of label
2: well uh you know i guess obviously my, as most uh most musicians or most songwriters at some point, you know, you, you kind of figure out that, okay, I hear this stuff on the radio. Or I hear stuff that's recorded and I hear stuff that I like. Sure. And hey, You know, I think what I, well, I think what I have is on par with that. or And I think what I have is in some cases better than some of the stuff I hear on the radio. Sure. So, you know, that kind of, you know, that kind of gives you the, the confidence to, to take it to the next level where you want to say, okay, well, I, I want to take, you know, what I've created as a, as a musician or as a, as, a, as, a, as a songwriter, and I want to try and, and share that with a larger audience. And, you know, with that, you know, uh, obviously in today's world with the technology, uh, it, the technology makes it a lot more easy than it was maybe 30 or 40 years ago to, to, to go in and record a song and uh and, and 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 mix it and and get a very you know pretty good quality recording that that you can present to the world you know for consumption so you know that 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 kind of that that's where kind of the technology you know kind of comes in and, and helps you out sure so, like... and i guess beyond that i'm sorry getting... no no keep going sorry no so, so i was going to say beyond uh You know, obviously, nowadays, the technology making it easier uh, to record and and mix music, you know, the question becomes after that, kind of like a friend of mine mentioned to me, you know, you know, it's kind of like when you write the song, you end up being, uh, especially independent, you end up being the dog that's chasing the car, so to speak. (laughs) Sure. you You know, you chase the car, and as a friend of mine mentioned to me, once the dog catches up to the car, what next? <laughs> yeah fair, yeah so you know, so you know the dog chases the car, okay, he gets the car, stops you, he gets up to the car, now, what are you gonna do <laughs> so now the question, <laughs> so that's you know the, so let's you know, I like to use the analogy of 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 being independent and writing the song and recording the song as being the dog chasing the car, so now when you stop, now becomes the tough part, which is the whole marketing thing, right, and that's where the battle comes, you know that's where the battle comes in. You know where you have to uh, try and use the services of a company like, you know, like uh, Access and people like Sarah, along with uh, you know, just understanding the technology and the internet on your own to try and and, and present that music from a marketing standpoint, uh, you know, to a larger audience. You know, you know, with the uh, yeah, obviously, as I mentioned before, with, with limited wherewithal.
1: Sure. So, how are you, you know, working? And with, like, you're working with, obviously, like, a, a PR firm, um, Access PR out of LA, but are you, how are you guys kind of trying to grow the label? Like, are you you leveraging them quite a bit? Or are you, you hustling kind of your own stuff online, or, or is it a bit of both?
2: Uh, well, primarily, you know, primarily I'm, I'm hustling my, my own stuff, and, uh, you know, I have some, some other artists. Uh, you know a few artists that I'm that I'm working with and, and and trying to bring on on board to the label and and get getting getting them going. Sure. So, but as as I as I mentioned before, uh, you know it becomes a matter of uh, you know, um, making sure that you have things in line and also having the wherewithal before you bring those other artists on to have as great a success as you can have sure. as a label.
1: So. So like, are you cold calling kind of, you know, stations or or how are you trying to really get kind of your songs and your other artists on the label kind of out? Are you posting online? Are you like, how are you kind of promoting like your stuff as well as other artists on the
2: label? Well, definitely, uh, as as you mentioned, uh, in the online space, posting stuff using, you know, using social media, you know, YouTube. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Vimeo. Sure. Uh, even, even like you said, even doing some, you know, some cold calling to some stations, stations that will take the time to uh, listen to some indie labels, and that's very appreciated because that's obviously with terrestrial radio, that's very, uh, that's a very tough market. You know, because of the uh, once again the, the the money that it takes to to hire a professional radio promoter in this business and also you're, you know as an indie you're, you're up against the uh against the uh the major labels sure you know who basically have you know they basically have unlimited resources and uh but it's also wonderful too that uh the internet allows us to uh be in an environment that kind of levels the field a bit with sure. the stream, in the world of streaming you know with companies like uh, Apple and Spotify and also uh you know Pandora yeah. You know, being an indie it also uh indie label or even just an indie uh, singer songwriter, it allows you to to uh have a CD at the table and have your music heard from a streaming standpoint. Sure. So, you know, those that's that's another way, you know, uh using uh you know, iTunes and C D baby and title, you know, and those type of places where you can you can sell and market your music and also they're very helpful to you know, to ND labels also in, in that way. Sure. And, and you know, to the limit to the limit that they can, you know, help us, you know, with the with the, with the uh, resources that we have. Sure. So when how do so I hope do you... I hope, uh, hope I answered that question. No, no, I
1: think it's good. I, I guess the follow-up question to that is like did does somebody like C D baby or or some other service kind of help you get on the streaming services or do you have to submit to each one independently? Or how does that kind of work as a label?
2: Uh, no, well, I've, well, as a, as an independent label, uh, uh, yes, companies like CD Baby, CD Baby is one. I, you know, I think they're kind of one of the most well-established ones, but obviously there are some other sure. other companies that do the same thing, and they do they do kind of a one-stop shopping thing where you, uh, you know, you submit your your, your music or your video for uh you know for a finite price. And then what they do is they partner with Apple and and Spotify and and uh, Title, and and also uh, a lot of other services like that internationally. Sure. And, and they once again, like I said, they give you an opportunity to kind of level the playing field. So that, that's that's the way for for independent label artists to to get their product uh, to a worldwide audience, like you said, from a streaming standpoint. So once again, that, that's that's uh, like I said before, that's the beauty of of uh, of the internet. So but but once again well once again getting back to the whole marketing thing of a major versus a independent or, or upstart independent in, in in our case is uh, you know you're looking at the difference a major label can say, okay, we want the artist to be featured on Jay Leno. Sure. You know, or, or, or you know, or I'm sorry, not Jay Leno, I'm kinda,
0: yeah. kinda going
2: back a bit, but 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 uh, let's say Jimmy Kimmel, Yeah. A show like that, you know. a Major label can it can or you know or a major uh, let's say a major uh, syndicated radio program like Westwood One,
0: sure things
2: of that nature that have a have a very very broad reach, you know, in terms of marketing. So you know that's the thing as as an indie label, that's the muscle that they have that that we don't have. So we have to kind of you know, get out there. And also, I, I, I can't neglect, men- neglect mentioning having having every opportunity that you can to uh, have your artists perform at local venues or, or, or venues when you travel around the country live, because that's probably one of the greatest way, ways to uh, to win over fans is with a live performance is. Sure. The uh, recordings are wonderful, but there's nothing like that live performance. <laughs> no,
1: I understand, agree. Like, I... Th- Obviously, the CD market is kind of in non-existent. I, I know some artists still sell a, a pile of, you know, CDs in certain demographics. But in your experience, how do artists and kind of labels, especially kind of from the indie side, make a lot of their money? Is it kind of touring and playing live and selling merch? Or is it trying to get their songs in commercials or video games or... Or is it a little bit of all those things?
2: Uh, definitely, definitely. Uh, like you said, touring and playing live, getting opportunities to to play gigs is probably the place where you, you know, you earn the most money. But there are some, some sometimes there are uh, some nice situations where, you know, kind of word of mouth through social media, you know, a particular tune may pick up. And a lot of times people will listen to a song on YouTube or or through streaming for a while, and now if they really really like it, they'll they'll commit to downloading it. Sure. You know, which is you know which is you know I mean you know the ninety nine cents you know here and there adds up and helps sure. you know helps make the rent. So so that's still you know people can't I think a lot of people kind of dismiss uh the whole download thing now because streaming is so popular with the whole kind of a la carte. You know, pay one price thing, but some people still really, if they find a song that they enjoy, be it uh, you know, indie or or major, they'll they'll go ahead and download it. And so once again, after that, as as you mentioned, I guess the thing that most people look for now is if they can have an opportunity to have a song uh, featured in a, in a in a in a television show or like you said in in a uh, in a movie. Or even uh, in the advertisement on television. If it, it, uh, I think you you will agree with me that uh, I think uh, when Steve Jobs was still kind of in front of uh, at the head of Apple, yeah, and, the, and when the iPhone when the iPhone and the iPod were were in their infancy, they used quite a few independent artists and independent labels to totally. promote totally, you know, to right to promote iTunes and and, and uh, I, the iPod and the iPhone. Yeah, you know they they really did. So you know, obviously, as as kind of as they grew, and and uh, Apple Music kind of came and they you know and I guess since they 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 grew so large, I think they kind of started leaning more toward established and more popular artists, you know, to to promote the platform. But that was one period of time, maybe you know probably from uh, if I can remember, 2003 to maybe 2010. And I think they primarily use independent artists. So, as you mentioned, that is that is an avenue, and that's where your hustle comes in. That's where, like you said, you do your cold calling, or you you reach out to people, or or you can uh, have someone like uh, Sarah at Axis maybe connect you with uh, you know some publishers or some you know uh, music uh, uh, music supervisors that can give your song or your tune a listen and and feature it. Featured in a program on television or a movie, and that and that is really a wonderful uh, way to have, have a, a a good uh, windfall of income. Sure.
1: So, are are you spending quite a bit of time, maybe like networking online, or or going to kind of local events, or or are you just trying to spend a lot more time kind of online? Because I think the the crazy thing about the internet is geographic borders are kind of gone nowadays right like you have anywhere on the planet you basically can get your whatever you're doing kind of heard or seen or both right and you kind of access to almost you could basically connect with anybody if you spend enough time kind of you know getting through either cold calling or emailing or guessing their email or or a handful of other kind of tactics, but how do you kind of see your day to day to actually get the label and, and kind of your music and other people on the the labels music out there?
2: Uh, well, uh, right now, probably the greatest uh, uh, venue that we have, or, or the greatest uh, avenue we have right now is social media. Okay. You know, that's right now. That's probably that's probably the number one venue that we have. Okay. And obviously, that usually ties. That usually ties into. Uh, you know we have our you know our company website which for us is is skypalacemusic.com. okay dot com
0: and
2: uh, and uh, if, if, if I can mention it for me as sure. an artist is, is ronald dorsey dot com okay. so usually those those will tie those will tie back into into the social media presence and that usually gives you as an indie your basic, biggest exposure uh beyond people. A lot of times, uh, just independently discovering things on uh, on YouTube, you know, a lot of times people may search for artists that they like. That's that's a major artist, and uh, and when they get that artist, when it pops up on YouTube, or indie artist may pop up right next to them. Sure. And a lot of times, we, you know, they may go ahead and, and hey, what's that? And give it a click and, and find out that that's something they like. And then after that, like you said, that's something else that I do uh, is is uh, is is when I can right now travel around the country and perform with different venues and and try and connect with uh, uh some local uh local radio you know or or even some local television even even if it's uh you know uh, we call it public access cable That's yeah, still yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know no, totally. there are still people that do right. people still do local shows and they'll be more than glad to have independent or or you know. Uh, upcoming uh, indie artists perform on their shows and, and do interviews like you're doing. So definitely, those are those are definitely some of the ways to uh, get out and that we're using to get the word out and and, and, uh, and, and and let the world know that, you know, here we are and we have a, a product that we think is is something that the public will love just as much as the product that, that comes from the majors. And by the way, uh, this whole conversation and interview uh, with you is is one of those avenues. So so thank you. <laughs> no, I well
0: I I appreciate
1: you being on the show as well and talking about this stuff because I think the thing that's interesting about the whole space to me anyway is um, you go to some of these big cities and I I've never been to New York. I would love to go to New York, but you know I I spent some time in in Los Angeles a number of years ago, and you know the thing that blows me away about some of those big kind of cities is you can go to kind of like either a comedy club or a music club or, or kind of like, I I know you've done kind of some stuff with variety shows that like there's a lot of really, really good talented people that are either trying to make a career out of it, do it for fun or kind of everywhere in between that you never know where I find that happens in kind of some non-big cities as well. But, like, the thing that blew me away about it is you have... Sometimes on those venues you'll have, like, somebody that's just starting out and then, like, a huge act will play these, like, small kind of intimate venues. And I think that's that was kind of, like, the one thing that... I don't know why I never really thought of it, but you you have this these, like, incredible experiences sometimes by just going to these, like, local you know, maybe smaller kind of clubs to see whatever you're kind of into. And I think they're better in bigger cities, not necessarily saying they're bad in, you know, smaller cities, but there's a lot of support, I think, or potential support in in some cities across across the states. Is that fair to say in your experience? Oh, definitely,
2: definitely, definitely. Obviously, uh, uh, the human interaction that's face-to-face, can never be superseded sure. by anything. Sure, So So, and, and and for me, and I'm sure you've experienced this too, a lot of times when I go to some of these venues where you have the live performance of, of somebody you've never heard and you're affected by it, and, it, and it's so wonderful, uh, and I like to compare it to uh, even seeing maybe a live professional sporting event mm-hmm. compared to seeing it on television. And one of the things that happens to me is is, and when I had that experience, when I leave uh, a small cafe in New York that I sat there for maybe two hours listening to, to live music from people that I've never heard of that really put their energy into it. When I leave for a couple of days, I can't listen to anything recorded because I've been so affected by that experience. Sure. It's, like, it's like I'm, you know, I'm still absorbing it you know, I'm still absorbing it. So, and even for us, one of the things that we do is, is uh, uh, obviously along with the the music that we have that's recorded, we try to find some way to uh, put a live performance online also.
0: Okay. That
2: is because, because, you know, I mean, that is always to me uh, as a listener and as a fan of music myself, that is always, always the, 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 the if I'm using the correct word, the barometer for talent. For
1: okay, me. interesting. So yeah, as
2: wonderful as, as as wonderful and as good as a recording can be, for me, I would always love to to hear and or see the live performance. So, so one of the things we do is when we can, we'll, we'll uh, you know take a recording of a live performance of one of the songs that we have recorded. You know, that's for sale or being streamed. So when people go, you know, they can go on YouTube or go to the website, and they can they can hear it live, and they can say that, you know, hey, this is this is really good, you know, this is real, sure, you know, this is something. It, it, you know, obviously, if it's something that they like, they can hear it, and they can say this is real. This person is, you know, you know, playing the song with their instrument and singing, or 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 with a band, and I can kind of uh, juxtapose or or, or or I can compare that to the recording and sure. I can say that, wow, you know, this is a product that I want to, I want to spend my money on this because this is authentic. This is not something that, you know, uh, you know, with technology being, you know, having a double eight, being a double edged sword, you know, you can have stuff that, you know, you can, the recording can be wonderful and you, and you're blown away by it and, and you go see that artist. And this can be a major artist, by the way, a major label artist. Mm-hmm. and You go, uh, you spend your money, you spend your bucks, to go see them on a the ticket and and their their live performance sounds nothing like the recording
0: totally I've seen that. I'm <laughs> sure we've all been there right
2: <laughs> and, and and you want your money back <laughs> so, yeah fair enough So you know so right so that's to me so definitely that's definitely the the you know the top of it is to to have that live performance so there's one thing that you mentioned about that experience of uh of, of going to venues. In uh, big cities, you know, particularly like you said in New York and LA, because there's so much of it in those cities, and and you can uh, you can experience it any night of the week. So that's the wonderful thing about having the ability to uh, to visit those cities. And, and I would encourage I would encourage anyone uh, within the sound of my voice that you know, anytime that it's within your means. You know, if you can go to a city like New York or or LA and and have that experience of, you know, maybe over a period of two or three nights or even four nights, if you can do that and just go out to these cafes, you know, just, you know, check out, you know, online and find these little places. And it's like you said, it's a lot of wonderful talent, a lot of wonderful talent.
1: Totally. So I, I, we haven't really talked about this, but like what types of kind of stuff, do you write, and what types of stuff do the artists, kind of on your label, write about, or is it a little bit all over the map?
2: Okay, uh, it's it's um it's a little all over the map, <laughs> and that, and I, and I think that stems from uh from from my experience uh, when I was in the in the Air Force and uh, traveling around the country in the Air Force, and then subsequent to that, once I started to work. Uh, for corporations, you know, a lot of times they would send me traveling around the country, too. Sure. So with that experience, that was a, a, a great fertile uh, ground for songwriting. So and so for me as a songwriter, uh, a lot of songs uh, that I write, primarily I started doing R&B songs. OK. And then after that, I, w- I would find myself maybe tuning around with the guitar, you know, with an R&B song. And somewhere along the line, I would turn it into a country song. Interesting. And and from a writing standpoint, for me, I was able to kind of absorb the, uh, I guess, uh, the Middle America experience from from being in the Air Force and and interacting with people from 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 uh, Tennessee and Oklahoma and Kansas and Texas and. You know, where, and that's, that's tonight. one of the nice things about the military is it, it provides sort of an uh, egalitarian experience sure. for a young person, you know, to see that, hey, you know, we're kind of all the same. We're kind of all the same from all over the world, all, all over the country. And so with that experience, when I started to write some of the songs, I, I kind of took some of those uh, uh, morphisms or, the, or or the, uh, the dialect or the way that some of the guys that I met from tennessee or or kansas or nebraska spoke you know some of the kind of that that plain speak thing that they have you know people from especially people from the southeastern united states and also from uh, from texas and oklahoma and kansas and i kind of turned that into some songs for me anyway some some country songs and then with some of the artists that i work with the artists that i work with they they kind of primarily do uh more and more r&b songs so i'm kind of the one that's I'm, I'm more all over the place, but at the same time, as a as a uh, as a songwriter, I think it's you know you know you kind of throw the marketing thing out of the window sometimes because you feel like you just want to present and write the best song that you can write, be it whatever genre it is.
1: No, I I think that's actually really good advice, and I think that kind of relates to anything kind of outside of music as well, kind of whether you're in tech or business or a startup or whatnot. It's like the more and more you understand kind of what other people are doing in different parts of the world or their background or their culture or, you know, the stuff that they like, like at the end of the day, it's very hard to come up with something like truly original nowadays, right? And if you're like, ooh, I really like this kind of style of, you know, like guitar lick from, you know, this part of the country and then you mash it with something else from another part of the country. And then some of your own ideas, you can create something really cool. Right. And I think that's what like a lot of businesses and startups do. And I I know you might've mentioned Apple and stuff like that. It's like Apple wasn't the first ones to build an MP3 player far from it. Like I had the first one. It didn't even fit one (laughs) album. You couldn't, I think it fit like 10 songs. So, but to my point and to your point, it's like, the more and more you just see what other people are doing and, and try to like take the good pieces or the things that you enjoy and kind of make it your own. You can have something really great. It come out of that.
2: Right. And then with the whole thing with the, uh, like you said, being all over the place during, you know, for me anyway, doing country and doing, doing R and B and also maybe doing a, a, a blues tune here, there, uh, I mean, if we look at the technology now, I mean, music is primarily consumed from people listening on headphones,
0: Sure.
2: using their phone. Yeah, that's primarily where people listen to music now. You know, uh, so you tell me. I want to ask you the question: What person do you know, including yourself, that listens to only one or even two type or, or two genres of music on their on their phone or their music player?
1: Sure. Uh, yeah. Like I, I think I. Well. I'm a little bit lucky, I guess, because I listen to music kind of all day at my my day job, Um, you know, uh, so I I get to listen to music all day, but I switch genres all the time. And and I think the one thing that I love and kind of hate about streaming music is I miss going to the record store and like picking out like a CD um, and, you know, actually like spending the time to listen to it. I've started to buy more vinyl. It's just, it's tricky, right? Like to actually spend time, you know, where you're sitting down and you put your record on and actually listen to it, right? Where with streaming, the good thing about it is you basically have access to most things that were like ever recorded, right? I, I get that's kind of an oversimplification, but it it's almost kind of daunting sometimes because you're like... I can listen to anything, but I don't know what I want to listen to right now. But the cool thing about it, and you, you alluded <laughs> to it earlier, is you could be listening to like somebody that's, you know, number one on the charts right now in a certain genre, and then it recommends something that's like could be somebody that's like local in your city, right? And they're right, they're almost right, on the right. same playing field, which is which is really cool.
2: Yeah, that's yeah, that's 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 really wonderful, you know. But like you said before, you know, getting back to 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 technology being that double edged sword, you know, and I like the fact that you mentioned about how you missed that experience of going in a record store and and uh, or a CD store and purchasing a CD. Uh, one of the things that that did, and and for me, a lot of times, social media is kind of a contradiction in terms. Sure. Because usually, when you're kind of when you're kind of uh, interacting with it, you're by yourself. Whereas when you're you, a lot of times, I can remember going to, like you said, going to a record store or a CD CD store, and when you're looking for something, you will meet somebody there.
1: Yeah, totally. That
2: may that may have a like interest in in music that you have, and they may even recommend something to you that they like, and you become a fan of of that new piece of music that they recommended to you. You know, versus Versus, uh, you know, like you said, versus going to a streaming site where they, they make recommendations, which are good, whether they be, uh, human, human curation or algorithm based curation, they're, they're usually pretty good. But like I said before, just like that live performance in a in small cafe in New York, LA, you know, there's nothing like interacting with, uh, with another human being face to face.
0: Sure.
1: No, that's, that's great, man. But we're we're coming to the end of the show. So... Let's maybe mention where people can get more information about yourself and the label.
2: Okay. Uh, uh, I think I mentioned it a little earlier. Uh, for me, myself, uh, you, can, uh, you can go to my site, which is ronalddorsey.com and uh, you know, kind of take a look at some of the, some of the music that I have and, and, and maybe a little, a little bit of some of the things that tell my story and, and uh, also uh, a music video that we have. Uh, and, uh, for the label, you can go to, uh, skypalacemusic.com, uh, you know, where we have, uh, information about, uh, our artists and, and, and some of our stuff and a little bit, a little bit of, uh, of our story and how we kind of came along. And other than that, you know, you can just Google Sky Palace Music or Ronald Dorsey and, and it'll take you. I guess all over the place, Any, you know, everywhere from uh, from YouTube the Vimeo and, and beyond, Facebook and, and, and beyond and all of the social places where you can kind of uh, get an idea of, uh, you know, what we have to offer musically and uh, what we're looking to do in the future and venues we'll be playing. And then also, as I mentioned before, maybe you'll find that uh, live performance or two, you know, where you can kind of say that, hey, you know, I'm, I'm getting the sound from, the recording but i'm also getting you know some some uh, representation of, of of the live show so so that's that's pretty much it
1: perfect ronald well i really appreciate you taking the time under your day to be on the show and i look forward to keeping in touch with you and have a good rest of your day man
2: okay you too and thank you so very much and i appreciate you and your show greatly in and giving uh, uh people in in uh, technology and, and in the startup world opportunity to share their experience
1: well, I appreciate it, man. Um, all right. Well, you. Uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Bye. All right. Thank you. Right, bye.
0: Thanks for listening. Please visit the show's website at buildingthefutureshow.com. Also, check us out on Facebook at Building the Future Show and follow us on Twitter at Building Show. The music for the show is done by Electric Mantra. You can check him out at electricmantra.com and keep building the future.